Welcome to Mind Your Mind. Mind Your Mind podcast is for busy people like you who want to enjoy life and free up their time and emotional space by learning valuable tools for self-care and mindfulness. Our weekly topics are filled with compelling discussions and practical solutions to increase your productivity and healthy living. I'm your host, Joseph Tropper, and I'm honored to have you here with me today. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode three, Five Ways to Kick Anxiety. And I know just hearing the topic of anxiety gets our heart pumping and brings sweat to our palms. It's an uncomfortable topic, but it's real and it's prevalent. Anxiety is around, but we are going to kick it. So just listen on. It used to be an adult issue, but you know I'm seeing more and more kids that are dealing with this. And you'll hear the average age of onset. There's, there's certainly what to think about. Uh, if you're experiencing restlessness, tension in your chest or muscles, mind racing with worries and thoughts, irritability, hypervigilance, that's a real big one, or sleep disturbances, then you got to listen and give a try for these five ways to kick anxiety. All right, so let's start with the facts. The prevalence of anxiety in the United States population is 22%. That's right, 22% of the population suffers from some form of anxiety, and 4% of the population could be classified as severe. That's you know, severe impairment. Unfortunately, women have a 60% more likelihood to have anxiety issues over men. And in the category of children, age 13 to 18 is a very common age for kids that have anxiety. And of course, a lot of the social pressures begin then or start to really rev up then. And one in four kids suffer from anxiety. Think about that. If you walk into a classroom, you have 20 kids in there and about four or five of them suffer from anxiety. Unfortunately, only one in three people seek treatment for anxiety across the board in in adults and children. And that's something that we really need to change because there are so many effective ways to treat anxiety with medication, with talk therapy. We'll talk about five great techniques that you could use to start kicking it today. Uh, Just two things on medication, though. One of them is that unlike antidepressants, which could take days, weeks, or even months before they kick in, anti-anxiety medications work very quickly. So that should bring a lot of hope for people knowing that there is something that's available. Additionally, if you are considering medication and talking to a doctor or a psychiatrist about it, check in about addictive properties. I, I, you know, you always want to try to stay away from addictive things if possible. And there certainly are some alternatives that are not addictive. So the average age of onset, try and guess to see what you think it is, age 11 years old. Shocking. 11 years old. Start reporting anxiety. And unfortunately, so many of these people don't get help. And there's so much good help available. A couple of different forms of anxiety. Some of the more common ones that we hear about is panic disorder. Panic disorder is a strong feeling of, it could be nausea or it could be uh, hyperventilation. And it's really scary. A lot of my clients, when they first experience a panic, they think that they're dying, literally, or having a heart attack. And often they end up in the hospital or you know, at least definitely calling a doctor and checking in. So panic disorder uh, is, is a very prevalent one. Generalized anxiety disorder see a tremendous amount of that. Generalized anxiety disorder is people that are nervous about all different types of things. It's kind of like, I'm afraid of the lion that's waiting to eat me outside, whether or not there's actually a lion out there. But a lot of things become anxiety provoking. Definitely what to think about. Social anxiety disorder, you know, the more social media we have, uh, the more reclusive people become. And often people have issues with social anxiety, fears of going to public places or Sometimes with agoraphobia as well, fear of going outside at all. Uh, then, of course, there's you know, different aspects. And, of course, th- these are all treatable, and we could work on it. Let's start with the five ways uh, here. The last category I want to talk about is something that you might 
be surprised to hear, but it's actually part of the anxiety family that's hoarding people that hold on to things and don't let go of them. And of course, usually the family uh, are the ones that notice the problem first and try to beg the person to get some help, uh, which there's so much good help that's available, but it is generally part of the anxiety family. Uh, there's also phobias I'm not going to talk about today, but again, they're part of that family. Okay, so some of my opinions, and I'm going to share with you five ways to kick anxiety. Let's go through the list. Number one is write down your worries. I know it sounds very cliche, write your diary or write you know, an entry, but just spend five minutes, put it down on paper. You'll see it's amazing. Once you articulate it, it's a lot less scary, and you could start tracking it. Even if you just spend five minutes a day, five days a week, writing down just a quick jot, you'll see it makes a very big difference. Number two, create an anxiety worry-free period or worry period. So there's two levels. The first one is a worry-free period. That's the basic level. So say to yourself, from 10 to 11 every day, I don't have worries. I don't think about my anxiety. I don't give in to any of those thoughts. Pick any time that works best for you, obviously while you're awake, not while you're sleeping, from 2 a.m. until 3 a.m. That's not going to do anything. And you'll build up your resistance. As the resistance builds up, you can increase the time more and more. An advanced one, which don't do until you have mastered the basic, is have a worry period during the day. Hey, from 9 to 10 a.m. every morning, I'm going to think about my worries then. But the rest of the day, the other 23 hours, I'm not. That's a really helpful thing. Number three, taking care of your body. Sleep, exercise, and healthy food. These things make such a difference. When you're sleep deprived, you're on hypervigilant mode, and your anxiety is being fed more and more. So we got to make sure we're getting enough sleep. Exercise is a great way to calm your body, calm your mind. So helpful. Healthy eating. There are so many foods that have an impact on us and can make us have more anxiety. And you know, notice what you eat and how you feel it makes such a big difference. Number four is Read a book, listen to music, or do other relaxation. Okay, and let me go through that. When I say read a book, I mean two things. One is just read a book that helps you relax, something that you like, something that you enjoy, just to take your mind off, just like the music. But two is I'm going to give you two book recommendations. You can get these both on Amazon or anywhere you buy books. And, and the first one is called Calming the Emotional Storm. And it's an amazing book that talks about how to fight anxiety. She's, she's an excellent writer and a therapist, really knows anxiety well. And there's some really practical advice in there. And the second book is the DBT workbook for anxiety specific. Again, such a helpful workbook. I tell so many people to spend five minutes a day, five days a week, just going through that workbook and noticing the things that help them. It's such a powerful the DBT therapy workbook for anxiety. Such, a, such an important thing. And the last and final, the fifth suggestion is what I call NAP. And that stands for Notice, Accept, and Pass. And let me explain that. So that's a mindfulness ex exercise where you are accepting the uncertainty. So you start off with noticing, hey, I'm feeling anxious. It's real. And just noticing your thoughts and feelings. And then after you notice them, you accept them. This is the most crucial part of this that so many people can't do because if you keep fighting it, then you're going to get more and more anxious. And so accept them. Just say, it's okay that I feel this way. I have these feelings. I acknowledge it. And it's okay. So that's the A of accept. And finally, let it pass. P. You'll see that as you notice and accept it, you will be able to let it pass. Favorite quote of the day for anxiety. Anxiety is a thin stream of fear trickling through the mind. If encouraged, it cuts a channel into which all other thoughts are drained. Such a powerful quote by famous playwright and novelist Arthur Summers Roche, R-O-C-H-E. Such a powerful thought that when you have anxiety and you give into it and you follow it through, it only makes things worse. So again, some practical solutions 
how to make your life better, two things. Number one is if you're going to do anything, start with a mindfulness. The nap process is so important. Notice it, accept it, and let it pass. I also like Nick Ortner's work on thetappingsolution.com. His tapping is very effective and very helpful. Many clients really gain a lot from it. You can take a look there. They have a quick, easy, learn it video and a really very effective method for dealing with anxiety or, quite frankly, any distress. Really, really helpful. Uh, one question for today is from Sarah in Oregon. She said, I had a hair pulling habit that I got help for five years ago. Good for you, Sarah. And now it just came back. The only thing different in my life is that I just moved because of my job and we are unsettled and unhappy. So sorry to hear that. It's, it's really uh, a very important point that you're bringing up that sometimes, even though we worked on things in the past, when we are anxious or when something triggers a big change in our life, triggers that discomfort for us, our old habits die hard and they sometimes do come back. The good news for you is that think about the things that you did five years ago that helped and they should be able to help right now and you also should be able to overcome it even quicker. But the things that are creating that unsettled feeling, that unhappy feeling, definitely address those because that's also going to help and I have a feeling that has to do with it as well. So in closing, anxiety is real. It's growing and unfortunately it starts at younger and younger ages. We need to nip it in the bud and be able to help ourselves, be able to help our children and the young ones who are suffering from it because anxiety is extremely impairing, impairing in our daily function, impairing in our own lives. But we can use these five skills as a great starting point. And if you feel like you need more support, then seek that support. It's so helpful. And in closing, use that NAP. I love that acronym of notice the feelings and thoughts and accept them. You have to accept them. They're there and it's okay. Stop judging yourself because that's what's creating even more and more anxiety. And then P, you'll see, let it pass. These are some great exercises you could do. Just keep doing what you're doing. Take care of yourself and don't forget to mind your mind. Take care. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to mind your mind. For more practical ideas and to make sure you never miss an episode, visit us at mindyourmindonline.com.